Hello, I'm Frank Kaufman. I'm the president of the Settlement Project. Today is Friday, the 12th of February, 2021. It is the day in which President Trump's legal defense team will lay out their case for his innocence in the Senate. Uh, I myself have not watched any of the so-called trial. There are a number of reasons for that, but primarily it's because thinking people and honest people cannot find even the smallest way of imagining that President Trump is guilty of the uh, charges that were leveled against him by Senator, by Congresswoman Pelosi's uh, kangaroo court in the House. And uh, so to watch anything that would go forward in the Senate is basically to subject yourself to willful lies and dissemblance. I'm just going to say a few words about the impeachment for anybody who have not been paying close enough attention just to kind of help give context for people who have interest in these types of matters but may not have a lot of time to be watching all the details about it. Everyone knows that on January 6th, at what is called the ellipse, an approximately 45-minute walk away from the Capitol where congressional halls are, uh, President Trump gave a speech. Prior to that speech, groups and organizations gathered at the Capitol with the designs to breach security and enter the building. During the speech, remember, he's speaking 45 minutes away from the Capitol. While he's speaking, during his speech, the Capitol was breached. There is a well-established record of groups planning this incursion, and the president himself ordered over 10,000 National Guard to protect the city that day. The uh, Capitol Police heads of Senate, and the mayor refused President Trump's offer to bring in National Guard to help protect the peace. So while he's giving his speech, in the middle of his speech, the Capitol is breached. And during that time, the mayhem that is repeatedly shown in public media took place. One of the things that is not known is the extent to which the the violence committed were right-wing uh, extremists and the extent to which violence committed were left-wing extremists. So within two days of this tragic occurrence, the Senate gathered, held two hours of debate, and impeached President Trump on the single charge of inciting an insurrection. If you've been paying attention to what I said, there are at least five or six clear reasons why this couldn't possibly be the case. A, the Capitol was breached while President Trump was speaking 45 minutes away. B, the president offered and sought extra security support to protect the Capitol. And B, and the final thing that I didn't point out, was that during the speech, President Trump called for his supporters to go to the Capitol peacefully 
and patriotically. The idea that one could regard that as inciting an insurrection is patently false on the face of it, as I said at the outset of this podcast. No thinking person could possibly hold that to be the case. So if one chose to watch the proceedings in the Senate over the past two days, and even today, one would have to suspend all common sense and somehow imagine you're going to learn that a person speaking 45 minutes away to people, telling them to proceed patriotically and peacefully, somehow incited an insurrection of the United States government, tried to overthrow the United States government. All you can possibly do by tuning in is to hear lies. And so I try to spare myself listening to lies whenever possible, whether it's on TV or from people I know or from the guy selling me a hamburger in the butcher shop or reading uh, labels or watching advertising. So when the Senate had to decide whether or not to, to go forward with the Senate half of the impeachment proceedings, Senator Rand Paul forced a vote to decide whether or not hearing the, hearing the impeachment proceedings would be constitutional. The main reason being that the President of the United States is no longer in office as a private citizen, peacefully left the White House, publicly wished his successor well, left with honor and dignity, and uh, is home. So the constitutionality of holding an impeachment trial to remove a person from office who is not in office was forced on the floor by Senator Rand Paul. And 45 Republicans voted that even holding even holding the, uh, the hearings in, in itself is unconstitutional. The sheer math of that fact means that President Trump cannot be convicted in the Senate. Of course, I think it's possible, but... The sheer math of having 45 people describe the hearing itself as unconstitutional makes it impossible for the Democrats to secure enough votes for the impeachment to hold. So uh, the second thing about the fact that the votes are not there and about the fact that the data, even on the face of it, not even mentioning the deep study of the case, but even on the face of it, the data uh, doesn't even allow even the possibility that President Trump incited an insurrection. Is the fact that Supreme, the head of the Supreme Court, Supreme Court Justice Roberts, refused to come to the Senate and oversee the Senate hearing. If, the, if it was a legitimate impeachment proceeding, it requires, by law and by the Constitution, that the head of the Supreme Court oversee uh, proceedings. There was a personal face-to-face -face visit with Chief Justice Roberts, imploring him to come uh, oversee the, pro the procedures, the Senate hearing, which he refused to do face-to-face, -face, and of course is not there now. So not only were there 45 votes that the Senate hearing is unconstitutional. The impeachment itself is unconstitutional. But further, that the fact that, the, that 
what is required in order to have an impeachment proceedings is the presence of the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is not even there. That in itself also disqualifies the process from being a legitimate constitutional impeachment proceedings of the President of the United States because President Trump is not even the President of the United States. So without, so with, without the votes and without the Chief Justice necessary, just as an aside, the person that they chose to replace Chief Justice Roberts is Senator, <laughs> Senator Leahy of Vermont, who, who votes to impeach Trump probably in his dreams. He's voted to impeach Trump every chance he gets. He, he lives to destroy Trump. That's all he's ever done. Uh, he's, not, he's not a bad guy. He's not the worst of them. He's just another one of these ancient old, old, old guys in the Senate. And he happens to be like one of the one of the uh, paragons of left wingism, and uh, from the from the first words out of his political mouth for, until now, seventy years later, and he's the guy who's presiding over the hearings. So the reason why the impeachment proceedings are supposed to be over, uh, headed by the supreme the chief justice of Supreme Court is because they're supposed to be impartial governance over the process. And so you you have Senator Leahy, of all people, <laughs> presiding over the hearings. So, so you have a, th a thousand reasons just by the simplest, simplest process of thinking that makes this, if it, the, it you could call it a sham, but it's more sinister than that. It's it's genuinely sinister what is being done here. They're, everyone has been on TV and they're trying to come up with better and better terms. That's typical politicians. What they do is they speak on TV and try to give a memorable way of describing things. But the best, you know, I mean, one of the simplest ways of understanding it is political theater. Despite, their, despite the fact that they are presenting a lie, a lie on the face of it, a lie on the face of it. And despite the fact that a public vote on the record guarantees that they don't have the necessary votes to win, still they choose to go lose in public. The Democrat Party has decided that there's something to be benefited to them by, hold, by holding a trial that is unconstitutional, that is based in simple chronological lies and factual lies. The Senate is breached by people who prepared for weeks, that's on the record, who were breaching, breaching the Capitol while the president spoke 45 minutes away and were uninvolved and not present while the, pre while the president was telling those gathered to protest patriotically and peacefully. So why would the Democrats decide to deliberately lose in public? Once they started the Senate proceedings, what's called the House managers, these are, the, these are who the Congress chooses to prosecute the case. So they have a handful of people who are House managers. Ordinarily, I'd know their names, but as I say, I can't watch this. I mean, somebody's telling telling you that water that the sky is green or the, you know or, or you know somebody lying to you and you're going to say oh yeah I'll go sit through that I'll go spend three or four days watching people tell me 
things that can't possibly be true that you know cats fly or that that elephants you know eat with a knife and fork or, you know, uh, and then you say oh yeah yeah okay thanks for telling me elephants eat with a knife and fork I'll go sit and listen to you for three days so so the house managers are the Democrat people who are putting forward the case to convince the American public that President Trump incited an insurrection that just it's 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 comedy if it were not sinister. And then in order to do so, if people haven't been watching or don't know the reality of the case, they they made a uh, they spliced together a video that is that is deliberately a misrepresentation of what happened. They they created a false chronology. <laughs> they made up fake news that everybody any everybody knows. It's just an invented an invented video and they presented this as evidence mixing up the chronology and blending in things and trying to horrify the watcher. And so if you tried to do this in a normal court of law, you would be uh, subject to a very serious repro reprobation of, of uh, to manipulate evidence or to falsify evidence. This is, this is a crime. The House, the House Democrats, the uh, House managers who are, who are presenting the case against the president are falsifying evidence, falsifying evidence. And then on top of that, they included in their evidentiary uh, account quotes of a senator sitting in the room that, that simply were not said. Senator Lee had to have the quote stricken from the record because it was presented as evidence. It was simply something he did not say. And the house managers had to, they tried to skate around and they just had to sit in, in so many words, say, oops, sorry, I lied. I'm in the middle of presenting ca uh, a case against the president of the United States uh, and I'm lying. I, I'm, I'm here lying. Uh, he just had to say it because the senator who he was quoting never said what the guy said. Uh, another another uh, exact same phenomenon that they're presenting a doctored tweet, a fabricated tweet. They took a tweet from some lady who who produced it in public and said this this was made to say the opposite of what I've said. So here you have the House managers trying to impeach a president in an utterly unconstitutional process without the presence of the Supreme Court justice. To, to say that a man incited a riot when it was going on while he was speaking 45 minutes away, telling people to do the exact opposite. And they're trying to impeach someone who you can't even impeach because he's not even in office and doing it in the, without even the presence of the Supreme Court justice, which is necessary for the case to go forward. And in, instead placing, it would be like placing your worst enemy as a judge, you know, if you like stole an apple and you, you go in to say, well, I, I thought I had left a change on the counter. I must have forgot. And you look up and you see the judge is somebody who's been trying to kill you for the past four years. That's really what the Democrats have uh, done and are in the process or in the middle of for some reason. Now, the, the, the real question is not Trump's innocence. That's, that's, already, a by, that's already a bygone conclusion. Every, it's already bygone. It's nobody, at least as best as I can think, no human being alive with any integrity or intelligence thinks he's guilty of that. 
it, it, it's impossible to think so that I can see. And forgive me if you do think that's possible and write me and tell me how that somebody telling a group of people 45 minutes away uh, to go protest peacefully and patriotically, someone who's been preaching law and order for the past four years, every other word out of his mouth is to respect the police and respect law and order. We're not a nation if we're not a nation of laws. He's doing this for four straight years. If you can somehow imagine that 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 while he's while he's telling people 45 minutes away to be peaceful and respect the respect law and order that people are already have breached the capital and somehow he's to blame for it i mean this this would put uh, kafka to shame so the real question is why are the democrats doing this and i really have to uh, take my hat off to a federalist writer uh, john daniel davidson who sought to understand what is going on here and he argues that, the, and, and I'm concluding here, that there are three things going on. One is to criminalize having opinions. This is, this is the uninstitutional U.S. government-sponsored act to criminalize having opinions. This is something very worrisome. It's very serious. And anybody in the world, not only Americans, anybody in the world, who is not interested in living in a country where you can be imprisoned and, and have your livelihood and life taken away or your family taken away because you hold an opinion. If this doesn't sound appealing to you, you should be hostile to this impeachment proceeding. But this is what is going on. It's an effort to put, uh, put in to institutionalize with congressional authority the criminalization of having an opinion. They are calling the suggestion that there was sufficient fraud perpetrated during the 2020 presidential election to overturn the results which were in fact in Trump's favor. If you happen to hold that as an opinion, you are guilty of a crime, and in the president's case, guilty of the crime of insurrection. It's something that any normal person, even if you were a hardcore Marxist, you should probably not, not be inspired by the setting a record where having an opinion is criminal. That is what's going on here today. The Democrats and the left are mistakenly imagining that will only apply to the people whom they want silenced, namely the right wing and Trump supporters. But anybody who knows history knows that it's instantly turns on the next person to the left and the next person to the left until you're living in a totalitarian regime. There's no question about that. Most importantly, it's to make having supported Trump criminal. If you listen closely to the arguments of the House managers, you will find that the impeachment of Trump, which is a lost cause, is not at all the effort of the Democrat House managers. Basically, what they are trying to establish is that if you have ever supported Trump, you are guilty of criminal behavior. And this is something that people around the world, not only in America, 
and people on all ends of the political spectrum, not only people on the right, not only Trump supporters, but even if you're, if you're uh, strongly left-wing, you should be very concerned about uh, this type of uh, process going on under our nose. So I've, talking, I've spoken quite long on this. I hope some of it is helpful. Please wake up. Please, for your own good, even if you are even if you despise Trump with every corpuscle, please at least protect yourself or your wife or your children. Because when you support setting up in the United States of America that having an opinion is criminal, you are really inviting a country that will cause great human suffering. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon.